There's no doubt that right now being a parent is one of the hardest things that you're ever gonna do in your life. But at the same time, it's gonna be one of the most fulfilling things you're gonna do in your life. I'm gonna share with you this conversation that I have with my son at the Next Level Leadership Summit. We shared this conversation in front of leaders because right now being a parent is difficult, it's hard, but also being a teenager. And this conversation that I have with my teenage son shows you that sometimes we have to step into their perspective, their worldview, because let's, let's be honest, we don't have all the answers. At least I'm, I don't have all the answers, but I'm honest enough with my son to let him know that I'm learning, I'm growing, and he's become one of my biggest teachers in my life. My daughter, my son, have taught me so many things as I grow to be a parent. And my intention for you is as you continue to watch this video and you see the interaction with my son and I, you get a couple of insights to help you become a better father, a better leader, because right now is the best time for you to invest your time with your kids, to invest your times with your family, because you're raising the next leaders of this world, of this country. So today I wanna to invite my son, who's 15 years old, to come to the stage and give, him, give you guys some insights of how do we integrate the father and son relationship to the business, to our purpose, to our passion, to everything that we do. So give him a hand, please. Come on out, have a seat, have a seat. How you doing, man? Doing good. They have to like, oh, okay, it's good. That's right. Uh, welcome, thank you guys for having me. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Alejandro. Um, obviously, his son, and uh, thank you guys for having me. And today, we kind of just did this style, because if you guys don't know, I kind of started a podcast, and this is like kind of the style that me and my dad do now, like a back and forth, because actually, some people don't know that when I started, and when I was in middle school, we actually started a podcast in the morning, because every single morning, we would talk, and we would have like these great conversations, like... Honestly, like when we were talking about one of the things that Eric Cole said about the, like that Google was listening to us and like all that, we literally had that conversation. I was telling my mom, I was like, that's crazy. We literally had that conversation so long because like we were doing conspiracy theories, just talking about life, like everything that we were talking about. And I was still a kid. I was a, still just starting middle school. So it was just like amazing. And then we started a podcast. But uh, we had some complications, and then, you know, school well, just right got hard. Right before we get into but complications, because, listen, as you can see, he has no shortage of, uh, of uh, conversations. And that's one of the things that we, we, yeah, we love is why. when, when we uh, get together, my wife always jokes around, so we can't shut you guys off. Like, one is talking, the other one is talking, you're fighting for, for the conversation. So I said, we got to have a podcast. We got to create a podcast because, you know, this is, is, this is something that we love to do. But I want to take him back, uh, Alejandro, when, when we started to really start to, to, to see how our relationship was gonna be integrated with business, with entrepreneurship. And I remember that you were, I think five, six years old, and you asked me for an allowance. And I said, uh, well, you know, I, I really didn't grow up for an allowance. I, you know, when my father never mm -hmm. gave me an allowance, I said, I'll give you a job. And then yeah. I said, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, I think it was like $5 a week. And you come over to the yeah. office and you see what I do mm -hmm. and you're going to just stay in the corner and you learn and every single week you'll come into the office and just observe. You know, I remember you draw one in the corner, you had your little, yeah. you know, pad. Uh, as you remember now, as you know, again, this is improv. We're not, we didn't have this conversation before. We didn't have prep it. But I, wanna, I want you to share with them what did that do to you at a young age to be able to see your dad 
you know, going through, you know, the, the business and, and seeing me operate the way that I operated the business. Yeah, it was definitely an experience that I didn't know what I was doing since I was so young. But it was kind of like that I was every time like that I say when I do my podcast or when I go to the office and now it's a completely different office. But I feel like it was just the energy and stuff that he was integrating in my mind. And it's kind of like setting me up for my life because with that, it was like the foundation of when I started to do what I love. And I, I feel like it was just helping us growing our connection and ultimately it was helping us because I started doing like business and like real estate after that, but I was still really little. Like I do not remember much things. It was just the energy and the love that my dad gave for me because I really did feel when I started to grow up, it was like my dad was always working. That was all he did. He was working and working and you know, he would leave, he would go to vacation, no, not vacations, work vacations, and he would just, he would just go, but and then at that time, I was like five or six years old, and it started like integrating, and then I started to like what he did, and it was just building our relationship, and just talking about interest, and really like, that does help in your family, when you just give that little, like, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot, it's just like, you give them the attention they need, and you know, tell them that, you know, you mean something to them, yeah, and at the, at the beginning of, um, of that was right before the crash of yeah. 2008. That was when you had your real estate business. So, so, so imagine at this moment, like, I, I want to teach my son how to become an entrepreneur. I want to teach my son how to do business. And all of a sudden, what happened in 2008, the crash happened. And all of a sudden now, like, like for me, what that did is like now I have this, this kid looking at how do I become a leader in the middle of the storm. Because now there's nowhere to hide. Like it wasn't like, okay, you know, uh, let's let, you know, just stay home and, and play your games. Now it's time for me really to show up. And one of the things that, that started to happen is I started to, to really feel that guilt and the shame because what if, he sees my, what if he sees my failures? What if he sees that, man, I don't have my shit together? And I, I, I curse a lot. He is, he's, is, is accustomed to my way of thinking because I don't, I don't uh, or my way of talking. But from my way is, what if he sees my failures? And that was my biggest fear. I didn't want him to see me fail. I didn't want him to see me struggle. And in those conversations, one of the things that I, I remember and I, I shared with you guys earlier is like in my darkest moments, looking at my kids and, and looking in their eyes. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember I used to look at you and say, what do you say? Tell me what do you say? Oh, yeah. And then I used to stare at you and you didn't know that I had that the stare oh, power yeah. back then. The but I used to always ask him like what do you see and then he will he will say i see my dad i see love i see who you are because as men sometimes we forget who we are as men sometimes we forget what our kids see on us and and if you have young kids if you have a family sometimes we have to see what they see in us the faults the uh the the wins but the most important at our core the love that we have and and I remember that I thought, like, if I just, you know, make all this, all this money, then, I, then I'm going to be able to love them more. When the reality is that all the money that, that I, I could make would never be able to buy us that time back yeah. that we had. So talk, talk to them and I'll share a little bit about, you know, when, when you felt like I was being disconnected. I know that you felt it. It was like you, mm. you, was, you didn't understand, but you kind of felt what I was going through, my depression, when I was going through my tunnel. What were you thinking as a young, uh, at a young age? What was going through your mind 
as you saw your dad struggle, you saw your dad like, you know, sometimes not have that certainty or not be the Superman that, that, that you saw me be before? Yeah, I really, when, when I was younger, I didn't really think anything of it until I was actually older. And one thing that we just went through actually recently was during COVID. And I don't know if you guys know, but my dad did, had some type of COVID. My mom also did too. I don't think it was COVID because I never got tested for it, but it was just like a sickness that we were, it was just all really messed up. And on top of that, my school was closing already. So then we had to do online and we had to look for new schools. And on top of that, I was still learning because I was still in the school, but I had no one to kind of look after me. I was doing my breakfast on my own. My sister was also there because she was going to school as well. But to kind of like reverse the idea that you gave me, I kind of, saw the failures when you were younger, when I was younger, and I felt how hard it had to been seeing you fail and I was there because what actually started happening is I started failing. Hmm. And I was thinking that it was like, it's so hard to fail because if, like throughout middle school and just, I was in ninth grade at that time, I'm in 10th right now. So in ninth grade, I just went into high school and I was like so happy for it and I was actually doing really good. And then when coronavirus hit, then online school hit, I was doing so terrible. Like I got Fs, I was getting Cs, like it was not like me. I actually was doing a bet with my dad that I would get high honors. That's how good of a student I was. I really, truly, that was my expectation to get high honors. Like I was like, it would never happen. But I truly did. I got it once. Actually, I think, yeah, once I got honors. And then the second one, I did get high honors. And then when COVID happened, I didn't have the support from my family. And I was just doing it on my own. And I started failing. It was like a downward spiral. Yeah, I'm, I'm and from there, I actually, we actually, <laughs> sorry, cut you off. But from there, I started failing. And it wasn't one quarter that I failed. It was twice. So on top of the first quarter, my parents did not know what was happening. So they were sick, and they didn't see my report cards. They didn't see anything. They're like, you're doing good? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. You know, in school, I'm doing good. They never checked my grades, nothing. And then the second quarter happened, and I failed the same exact time. And then towards the end, they were like, okay, what's happening? Now we see your grades, and why do you have, like, Cs and Fs? And, and you know, when you start looking at that, it's like subconsciously, when you were little, a little kid, you know, you saw me in the best light. Like I mm -hmm. think all our kids see us as Superman, right? And the part when we see our parents as Superman and when they fail, right? It's kind of like the bubble bursts, mm. right? It's like, wow, like, you know, he's human. And, and for me, when we were growing up, when, when I was going through my tunnel, you were, you were young enough not to understand what was going on, but you were young enough to feel the, the separation to feel the, um, the insecurities, to feel the uncertainty. We actually did some work in South America um, where okay. he actually was talking to an energy worker and the energy worker felt there was an energy block in his body. And when, when they you know, asked him a bunch of questions, he said, yeah, I remember my dad leaving. I remember my dad leaving to a conference and I remember the feeling of being alone, being abandoned. So as a young kid, he didn't know that I was going to a conference. He just felt the energy of, me disconnecting. So what, what he was experiencing, the disconnect between what I was going through the tunnel, right? 
So when he started to, again, when I, when I went back, did work on myself, and I started finding my certainty again, my energy, I went back and I shared with him, you know, what I went through. Actually, he's, you know, he's been working in my, in my office, and over the summer, he listens to my podcast, he listens to the training, he even listens to this content. So he knows a lot of the stories of the tunnel, he knows about the, my sedated work, he knows about my drinking, he knows a lot of stuff that usually, I don't think that as parents, parents we wanna share with yeah. our kids, right? But the moment that I started seeing that, because I, I did question that at the beginning, like, you know, if I want to have you come to the office and listen to all that stuff, like, there's a lot of personal things that I shared with all my son yeah. to listen to that. But, you know, the feel that he was giving me like that, that, you know, I didn't know this about you, but I'm learning how you, who you are now. And that came into play when, when we got sick with Corona and, and we did, we didn't get tested, but it was, it was it all was signs bad. of Corona. We actually got the antibody of Corona now, thank God. Yeah. Because, of, because of that experience. But at the same time, he was, um, he was alone for three weeks. They had to take care of themselves. And, and before that, we didn't have to check his grades. Before that, we didn't have, like, he was a great kid. But then the depression started. I saw him getting depressed. Then the, the getting sucked into the, um, the gaming world, right? Oh, yeah. And then you were playing. Uh, so, so what happened? What, what snapped? What was, like, the moment that, you know, I have to get my shit together. Like, I can't do this because... You know, at one point I was worried. You know, you guys who, who, you know, who gave a daily edge, you know the frustration that I had of wanting to throw his computer out of the, uh, out of mm. the, uh, you know, into the garbage can. So what, what snapped for you to say, you know what, I need yeah. to snap out of it? Just like going back to what I was saying, it was, it was kind of like when I started failing, it was just like so downhill from there. And like you were disappointed. It, it kind of like... It was like a different aspect. And my, t my teachers were like, you know, you know, do this. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, just keep talking. I don't really care. And then when my dad started to get disappointed at me, that's when, like, it was like, oh, like, this, this hurts. Like, it, it, inside of me, I don't want my dad to think I'm a failure. When I've had good grades and, like, I was questioning myself because I'm like, okay, I could do this. But then I was already getting for almost two months, I think, F's and C's and it was just about to be the end of ninth grade and it was just like so much for me because I was like I'm already I have to do almost like a hundred assignments that's how much I guess I want you to know I missed like so many and actually attended all of them I just did not care what they were saying They're like homework did not do that so like just as I got off of zoom it just like a whole other world and I played and I did game so much because my parents were not there. So I had my friends and I was like in a whole different world. Like I was truly just the satisfaction of me like playing. It wasn't with my dad. Like we used to watch movies. We did all this. I couldn't have my parents. I didn't even see my mom for at least a month because my dad didn't want me to see them. And on top my sister, like if you guys know my sister at all, she freaks out over everything. So she thought my mom was already dying. Like she was like her deathbed, like already she's like You're crying at my dad. Like I don't think mom's gonna make it. All of that, so I had my sister on top of that. And it was just like hard overall. So it was just so much responsibility for me to take that when I had my school responsibility, I was like, I'm already failing. I just can't do it anymore. Like I gave up. Like that is when I, I was just like, I have too much missing assignments. My grades are so low. There's no way I come back from this now, so why even try? And I told my dad, I said, I'm not going to try because I'm already, I dig my hole like so far down that I don't think I could get back up. Like I was, I told him, I had a real conversation with him. I said, just as like the end, like of the quarter ending and my dad was getting emails from all my teachers saying like, we don't even think your son's alive now. 
because he's not even attending school. So it was just like a disappointment for my dad saying, I know you're a good kid. I don't know why this is happening. And, in, and I was asking myself, and I did not know the answer either. And, and this is from a place where, you know, if, if you understand my experience of this, is like his three weeks of going through this doesn't compare to the three years that I spent without my parents, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, you can't spend three kids without, I had no parents for three years when they came to this country and they were immigrants and I didn't have this. So it's, it's a, it gave me the opportunity to see like my three, my pain that I went through, you know, these kids have different types of pain. So I can't compare, you know, his experience to my experience. I could just step back and say, okay, and even at that moment, I didn't want to, from my experience at least as a father, I didn't beat him down. I wasn't, you know, letting him know how disappointed I was. I was just concerned. But the reason I want to share this is because you can't prevent pain from your kids. Whether you want to shelter them and give them a life, they're going to have to experience pain. Yeah. They're going to have to experience failure in their own world. You know, we talk about right now, the next generation, how like they're not prepared for the storm. Well, what are we doing to prepare them for the storm? Like, you know, if I look at this, like, you know, if my son three weeks without the parents, you know, and is down on a spiral, like that's also on me to see, make sure that I prepare him. This, this had to happen so he could get stronger because, you know, things are only going to get tougher for him in life, right? So one of the things that we decided, because I was concerned, like, you know, I, I would take away the, I would take, either take away the game or take mm -hmm. away, I, I don't know what to take away. Immediately as a father, yeah. when I take away something, right? Yeah. Take away something. But here's why I thought about what if I add something to it? Instead of taking away, I add. Yeah. So I said, why don't we do this? Um, do you know why this is happening? He goes, no, that I don't know. And I believe you. Like, I believe that you truly don't know because the mindset was fixed. It was fixed and like, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Because I remember you came in my room and my, my teacher emailed me and then he goes and he says, you're not going to come out of this room until you tell me why. And then he's like, I don't care what's happening, you're going to tell me why. And he was like, uh, he said, no gaming, no nothing. And I was literally in my room and it was still the same outcome. Like, yeah, none of that is going to change my grades. None of that is going to tell me why. So, and then, uh, like, my dad was stuck, and then I was just like, I don't even know. Like, and it, it wasn't helping me that my dad was frustrated. I was only getting more frustrated. So, so, so then we changed the approach. We changed the approach and said, okay, why don't we try to get out of this stuck energy? I said, tomorrow morning, we're going to start running. And then you and I are going to run. We're going to shift the energy. We're going to shift the body. And then in the run, we don't even have to talk. We don't even have to say anything. We're just going to go run until we figure things out. Until, I mean, obviously not run forever. I mean, every single morning we run for 10, 15 minutes. I said, every day we're going to run. And then every day we're going to have a little more clarity. Every day we're going to have a little bit more, uh, more certainty about you know, how we go from here. Yeah, and, and it, was, it was not a good run. Like, I'm telling you, so bad. It was on top of that. And some days it was raining, and then my dad just to make a little more emphasis. He would, we were like, no, we're going in the rain. I was like, we could pass. And our mom was like saying, like, just let the storm pass. He's like, no, we're going raining. We're going, we're going outside. doesn't care what condition it is outside. We're going raining. Just, uh, you know, had a little more emphasis. But it was just, like, he would always ask me, and I would just get so, like, much more mad. I remember we were arguing which route to take. That's how bad it was. I'm like, no, I'm going this route. And then I go, like, no, we're going to go this route. And we would take turns going which route we would do. It was, it, was, it was bad until it got better because I was already with my pain. And I knew that when my mom would ask me, it would be the worst question I would ever get. Is my mom would be like, why are you mad at my dad? I'd be like, I don't know, but I am mad. I was like, I don't care what the thing is. I'm just mad at him, and I'm going to my room. 
So like, and then I started realizing, I'm like, I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at myself for not showing up. I'm mad at myself for, you know, being such a good kid. And then I just go to giving up so easily that I've done my whole life, you know, being such a good student to just throw it away. Because that, that was my thing. I said, if you don't understand the subject, I'm good with you. I'm not a good student. I'm good you getting my genes and not being the smartest guy in the school. I'm good. What I don't want to tolerate is you giving up. Because I know that you're better than this. I said, I don't care what grade it is. I just, like the fact that you didn't send in assignments, that just shows me that you're giving up. So that was my mm -hmm. whole concern is like, he's giving up. Not it's not that he's assignments. not smart, or even if he, did it, he wasn't book smart, I know that he has other skills. So it wasn't about the grades, it was about him giving up. So that's what I said, I'm not gonna tolerate you giving up. We're gonna figure out what's going on and we're gonna do it together. And I was honest with him, I said, this is the first time for me and you know it's gonna be the first time for everything for everything because evolution has been really good until then and that friction happened mm -hmm. and then what was uh, and then how do you turn around because at the end like, that was my strategy running so what, what happened after that yeah after that i kind of focused because i'm like it's not working like it, it's not where the runs only got worse let's be honest but i go and i started saying that it has to do something with me. Like I have to change something in myself, like my mentality. And then I did change my mentality because I started handing in one assignment and did one assignment at a time. So I did one assignment for every single subject. It was a lot of assignments, but like one day I would do like math, the other day I would do science. So I, and then I kept seeing my grade go up from an F to a C. It wasn't good, but it was like something that it stopped going from zero. So I started looking at that I had a chance to do it. And I, I really wanted to get good grades, so I started not seeing my failures, but seeing that I can do it, that I'm capable of doing it. Because I thought, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm just stupid. Like, it's just nothing that I was good up until eighth grade, and then maybe high school, I'm just, it's just not it for me. Like, I'm, I'm just stupid, I can't do it. It's not, it's just, like, this level is too hard for me. I may have to go down repeated grade. It was so many things going through my mind that I could not figure out what it was but it was just a mental block. And truly, my dad got so frustrated one night, I remember that he goes and we had a conversation and he like, you scared me so much. But after, it wasn't that I was scared of you, is that I was scared that like, I, my, like, I thought I was becoming dumb, like, mm. like scientifically dumb. Like I was like, like, something in my brain is not working. Like that, that's how scared I was. Because he, w he was in a state of, he was in a state of being energetically stuck. Because I would ask him a question, and even his body language, he wasn't like this. Like, you see him now, he's like, his, his posture was like this. He's, he couldn't look at me in my eyes. So I'm like, so I said, Alejandro, that's what I call him. I said, look in, my, look in my eyes. Tell me what's going on. And then that's what scared, like, the energy. And then I, and I looked at him, and, and I felt the energetic stuckness. That he was literally stuck in that trance, because that's where he was. He was in a trance. So that's when I said, you know, I, I can use like the intensity because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm intense, but I can use the intensity to break through, have to switch to more empathy, have to switch to the other mm -hmm. side. Because if I continue to push through, I'm going to push him away and he's going to believe that that's going to be the cement mm -hmm. on, that, on, on that energy. So that's when I switched and said, okay. And I remember I hugged you and I said... No, I remember before you did that, I remember I was like so scared because he hit my desk and he like slammed it. And then he goes, he's like, I love you. And I was like, what, what is this guy? Like, he was, I had to, I had to break like, the pattern. I said, 
Yeah. I fucking love you. Yeah, I, go, I said, I, I love go. you, and I'm never, I don't, and I, I, I want to do everything in my power to help you. I, that was my way. Yeah. That was my way of shifting. Like, I wanted to feel like the love. <laughs> and I was like, I was in tears, and he was in tears, and I said, I love you. Yeah. And I remember after that, I came up, and my mom thought, like, something happened. She was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, and I was like what'd you do? And he was like, it's okay. And then she, I was like, I was like, just like shaking. And like, I had to get like water. I was like, I was out of it. But I truly did. It was like an intense moment, but it, it shifted. And after that, I actually got A's and B's after that. So I was. But, but let me tell you that that took a lot of like energy for me to actually contain the anger and not see like uh, like the first thing would be take away his computer, take away the stuff, punish him, right? But that that was also for me to like I I love you. I don't want to see you in this way. And I I remember I had to break the pattern and 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 end his strands and my frustration. And I just got up and I hugged him and he cried and I cried and I said like this is. This is gonna help us. We are mm. gonna go through. We're gonna. We we are going to break through this. And I was honest with him, and I said, I'm not. I don't know everything. Like uh, you know, you you've been a great kid until into here. And my fear, I said, is as you go through be a teenager, we create separation. And I said, I'm I, and I'm and I don't want that for our relationship. And I'm gonna hold this space, and I and and I hope that you open yourself up to me to to help me see what I could do for you. And that was the, sh that was the shift. That's what we, ne we needed to create. And, and from that place, it was like, okay, I need to get my shit together. And I, from that place, I need, I need to also trust in him. Again, as parents, we want to do is like, we want to protect and we want to, ah, what can I do for you? What can I help? He's like, I needed to let him go through his journey. So from that, from my strategy, from that place, it was like, okay, that's it. I, I wash my hands. Like, you're on your own. Like, yeah. you, have to, you have to figure it out. And I, and I check in on you, but I wasn't, I wasn't pushing anymore. But you see how it changed from me telling my dad that I was like, I handed this in and I handed that in and I did this. And he was, you know, saying, good, and let's just keep going. And the momentum was there after that. It was, it was crazy because I remember I was so tired every single night because I worked so hard throughout the day. And I, like, I handed in everything in. Even though it was late, I handed everything in. And it was just like, I felt so accomplished. And I think that was like the best summer, even though like COVID was there. That's why I said, like COVID was so bad for us and it affected, but it changed me like forever because I still like do get stuck and I still have like the mentality, but it's so different because I know the pattern that I've been through already. And like COVID like really did help me and like made me stronger ultimately. And we had no, like, and, and that's the moment that we realized that this pandemic would actually help us kind of look at the patterns and get, bring us closer together because we, we, we have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. You know, we were stuck in the same, in the same place and we had yeah. to break through. So I'm so proud of you. So we got the honor rolls this, you got an oh, honor yeah. roll uh, this, this, year this, this year. And um, we're talking about writing a book because in these conversations we had, was, was the idea that we had about writing a book it together? It was like the conversations with dad. Because with dad. So he'll ask me a question I'll, and I'll, you know, we want to we wanna create something that he could pass on because my father recently passed away yeah. and and i can't you know I, i've been searching for a note that he left me i've been searching for a voicemail from him so i don't have he wasn't a very expressive man so i don't have a lot of things from him that i could just all read of a letter that he read mm -hmm. you know read to me or a voicemail so i said I, if something happens to me i want something that you could pass on to your kids uh, and say here's what, what grandpa was so we're going to create a book that um, conversations with that, and hopefully that brings some value. And, and as we grow, because it's going to be a lot more running. A lot more, a lot more running. A lot more running. Yeah.
But like the thing that happened recently with uh, Turks and Caicos, we, uh, my dad, and like another thing, the same, same, but, but same that, thing. But that's that, and you guys know we went, we went to Turks and Caicos, and he, and he didn't want to go. He didn't want to take a vacation. Yeah. And then other, but that's a huge learning for me because it was nowhere as intense. Nowhere as, the first as time. intense. That was more of a conversation. Like, okay, why don't you want to go? Yeah. What, tell, walk me through. Probably would have been way worse if we didn't have the first conversation because we didn't learn from that you we were still triggered again. this time too oh, i was, was triggered. Like a, a mom i was triggered. i was going i was going yeah. on my own to turns and keiko i was like yeah. forget everyone i'm going on my own vacation yeah. <laughs> i want to be by myself but uh I, then my queen is the one who brought me back said okay what do you really want what's the re what's the what are you really trying to accomplish here and it, uh, at the end the, the darkness inside of us brings awareness of what we need to work on the most and the light is always there so yeah what what do you see now something i see is just ultimately like having a supportive dad and i feel like the support from family and love and just ultimately like love is the most thing that you're always going to have because even though when we we had friction and all of that i was doing it out of love and i knew that that's why I kind of got mad too, because I knew that you were doing it all out of love, and like I wasn't, it wasn't like self-love, but it was just you wanted to help me, and maybe we didn't know the ways that we could help each other, but it was all out of love. Thank you. Give my hand, guys. Give my hand. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel, and if you're ready to lead with power, go to the link in the description and sign up for the Next Level Leadership Summit, where proximity meets power.